This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You know, I think if we think about um, this is really the genesis of our work at MWW around corpsumers. Uh-huh. And so, you know, what's a corpsumer? A corpsumer is a person who makes their purchasing decision mm-hmm. based on something more than the product attributes, based uh-huh. on corporate reputation. Corporate reputation. So if you do mm-hmm. a survey on corporate reputation, if you do a survey of people and ask them, does corporate reputation matter? You know, about 78% say yes. Okay. That's probably the same 78% um, who tell McDonald's that they want more healthy options. <laughs> Everybody says yes in a survey. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh-huh. So then we ask the next question of, had they changed their behavior mm-hmm. based on a company's reputation, switched to a new brand, advocated that their friends or family do the same? And what we found is that a full third of Americans, 33%, mm-hmm. one in three, are corpsumers. Oh, interesting. They have taken an action based on company reputation. Interesting. So we did our first survey in 2017, our second survey in 2018, mm-hmm. and in just one year, that number grew 2%. Okay, interesting. So we know that that corpsumer trend is on the rise. Is on the rise. And 2% doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about how many mil- hundreds of millions of people are in America, that's a very significant mm-hmm. uh, amount of purchasing power for a brand. Um, the other interesting um, thing that we see about corpsumers is they do cover all generations, um, but they are more likely than the average consumer to be um, more highly educated, mm. more higher income. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are definitely in that desirable target for brands. And if you think about one in three Americans, uh, is a bigger demographic than moms mm-hmm. and a bigger demographic than millennials. Oh. And if you look at from a marketing perspective, who is everyone chasing? Everybody wants to win the hearts and minds of moms and millennials. Moms and millennials, so yes. are actually bigger. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, there are more corpsumers than moms or millennials, mm-hmm. and with each generation, the corpsumer behavior is more prevalent. Let me ask you so a question. A bigger percentage of millennials than Gen X and Gen Z than millennial. Gotcha. Let me ask you a question, Kareem, because I want to follow up on something you said that yeah. I think is, is super interesting. When you categorize this cool. this corpsumer as having engaged in an act uh, that re- reflects changing their behavior. Do you categorize the behaviors like, the, well, like for example, one behavior would be, you know, okay, I'm going to recycle. That's great, uh, and I'm going to buy, um, or I like recycling, so I'm going to buy this product that's that I feel is, has a sustainable aspect of its DNA. Another one says, you know, there there are other behaviors that might be really hard to do that really reflect more of a of a willingness to inconvenience yourself, a willingness to put yourself in deficit to be able to hold up those values. Do you account for that, or is or all corpsumers kind of seen the same? Well, so we didn't actually um, look at the behavior. I'm changing their behavior in terms of how they use the product. We focused on the behaviors that are a direct outcome of the marketing process. Uh, okay. Sales, mm-hmm. brand switch, mm, okay. um, or brand advocacy. Gotcha. So they either purchased a brand or advocated for a brand based on reputation. Gotcha. And so, do you? So, g- give me your sense of your intuition, Kareen, about. Uh, do you see those three those three aspects as all the same? Is switching your behavior uh, equally as uh, robust of an indicator of being a corpsumer as is, say, for example, being a brand advocate or or something like that? How do you look at that? Is it all kind of the sa- the same kind of profile in terms of its level of importance? 
Well, if you look at what the challenges are today for marketers around the cost of customer acquisition and their ability or their um, efforts to extend and grow the lifetime value of a customer, all three of those things, purchase, loyalty, and advocacy, play into lowering the cost of acquisition and, mm-hmm. and increasing the lifetime value. Um, so I don't know that I would necessarily, you know, different brands have different objectives. Mm-hmm. And so some may value switching gotcha. more than advocacy or sure. advocacy more than purchase. Interesting. But your point being, Kareen, that these corpsumers are out there and there's an opportunity to speak to them if brands are smart. So how's the, how do you do that in right. an authentic way? Give me your give me your top. I mean, that's uh, great. Yeah, give me give me your 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 best practice for doing this the right way authentically. Yeah. So I think what we need to understand first is um, we know that they will buy, switch, or advocate mm-hmm. for brands that share their values and that that stand for what they believe in. How does a corpsumer judge your company mm-hmm. if they're not making those decisions based on the price of your product? or uh, the product attributes themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Uh It's softer fabric softener or (laughs) uh, what are they looking for? Um, The number one um, top of mind issue for corpsumers is their perception of how your company treats its employees. 81% of corpsumers said that's their number one Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. So telling your story, your employer brand story, which is a story that not every company thinks about telling. Mm-hmm. Um, what we know about companies as employers, it's mostly negative, right? Right. Um, we could all name companies we've read about in the news lately that people say are not a good employer. Um, you know, undercover operations or mm-hmm. employees writing op-eds about why they're leaving a big bank <laughs> mm-hmm. or an investigative piece about, you know, a big online retailer and why they're a terrible employer. Mm-hmm. Now ask yourself, who do you know of as being a good employer? And how does that change the way you think about their products and how you feel about buying their products? Use Starbucks as an example. Okay. We know that every employee has, has health care, no matter how many hours they work. We know that their employees get access to online college courses for free oh. because they believe everyone deserves an education. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make us all feel better right. to carry that $5 cup of coffee down <laughs> the street on our way to work in the Interesting, morning? interesting. And so from a psychological um, per- so from a psychological perspective, Kareen, in, in some senses it's like, oh, that's really interesting. I think what I'm inferring from your point is that I buy the cup of coffee and yeah, you know what? I could get this six or seven, eight dollar cup of coffee for much cheaper at the Wawa, but I feel like I'm actually mm-hmm. contributing to the social good, no? Exactly. Um, the other thing that corpsumers use, you know, the number two thing that they look at overall is do I trust and admire your CEO? Oh, interesting. So if you think about the companies, let's use Starbucks again because we keep using them as an example, right? Howard Schultz is a household name. Mm-hmm. And so visibility and a feeling of knowing your CEO contributes to the corpsumer having trust in your company mm-hmm. and wanting to buy your products. One of the great opportunities available to brands today is the platform of social media and how social media can make large groups of people feel like they know you, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a CEO who's active on social, uh, that can go a long way. You know, look at all the tech CEOs. Look at Jeff Bezos. Um, you know, look at Michael Dell. Um, you know, look at Tim Cook of Apple and Steve Jobs before him. Um, Bill Gates. These are all CEOs who are very active in social media, mm-hmm. who blog and tweet and do all of those things. 
it makes us feel like we know them the same way that we feel like we know celebrities who come into our homes on the television or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we read about in People magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when I started in PR, it was very hard to develop a connection for people with a CEO. Your only option was to do, you know, lots of mass media and lots of speaking engagements. But today, mm. you can do the traditional things like being in the media and doing speaking engagements. But you can also be active in social and create a conversation directly with your customers. Interesting, interesting. Now, this is uh, this is very, very fascinating to me, Kareen. I want you to also give us a little bit of the caveat, though, right? Because if the CEO, if she or he is out there, kind of representing the company as a brand, mm-hmm. then it's a it's it's a challenge because you know. Now you have to be like kind of charismatic. I would think you have to be, you have to have a brand. You have to be interesting. Now you have to worry about all of these other things that don't really have anything to do with your ability to actually run a company necessarily. So talk a little bit about the, you know, kind of the the cautionary tale, if you will, in terms of like Mm -hmm. going all in on this. I'm going to be the CEO that is really going to be out there. Like here, I'm the CEO of Ben and Jerry's and here I am. And these are my values and so on. Right. You know, I think when it comes to connecting with consumers with shared values as your currency, demonstration works better than discussion. Mm -hmm. So it's not about standing on a soapbox and saying, here are my values. Um, And if you look at the, the leaders who do it most effectively, what they do is they give consumers and their customers insight or a glimpse into what it's like. Uh, to be the leader of that organization and to run oh, that company. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's not really about you know beating your chest because that certainly sets you up um, for people to have questions or the minute something goes wrong, you have a big target on your back. Mm-hmm. I also think that uh, all of that can be modified in a way that is authentic to that leader's personality mm. and who he or she really is. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, you know, Richard Branson is a very bold, very thought-provoking. Um, you know, not afraid to take risks kind of guy in general. So his social profile is going to be very different than, say, you know, the CEO of accounting firm or of IBM. And so everything that you do has to be consistent with both the culture and the values of your organization. Mm -hmm. So for me, the watch out is when you get ahead of your skis, when you're doing something that doesn't feel, you shouldn't do anything on social that you wouldn't do in an employee town hall meeting. Oh, interesting. Right, right. And so as long as you're consistent with your culture and your values, I don't really think there's a cautionary tale. The cautionary tales come from trying to perform mm-hmm. versus authentically communicate. Mm-hmm. And so I think what's, what I really like about that advice to uh, CEOs that are going to attempt to do this, Kareen, is that you have to, you, you, you let, you sort of let, you let the world come into your life as a, as a business leader, as a thought leader. Mm-hmm. And you, you just, you, through your own, this is who I am authentically, you show your values in terms of how you run things, right? And, and it's much more, it's much more organic that way. It's much more, it, it feels more real that way, right? And it's also about, you know, do, I always say doing the right thing is always the right thing. <laughs> um, and so we did a study around the holidays as a follow-up to this where we asked consumers about their intentions for holiday shopping. Um, and 93% of them said they would purchase gifts for others from brands that had clear values. Mm. But here's the part that really caught my eye. 97% of consumers, so figure almost 300 million Americans, said they were more interested in shopping with retailers that closed on Thanksgiving Day. Interesting. Interesting. 
And so all the backlash around, you know, opening too soon for Black Friday, Mm -hmm. you know, they told us that their number one priority is what kind of employer you are. And this is corpsumers putting their money where their mouth is, Mm. saying, I don't want to shop at someone that disrupts um, people's holiday time with their families by opening on Thanksgiving. I'll opt to shop at someone who was closed on Thanksgiving and opens on Friday. Mm. So the, the... the really interesting thing about corpsumers is they put their money where their mouth is. And so they're very they make sure that they let their behaviors speak for those values and they and because those values exactly. are so so important to them Kareen, it, what I love about this approach is that if you can connect with the consumer on, on based on their value system, that is a deep emotional connection. It's going to make them make it very hard for a competitive offering to come in and and woo them away, right? Exactly. Exactly. They're um, they're much more loyal. Um, they are much more likely to influence their family and friends. And that's where their real value is, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing for me to win your loyalty and your, and your wallet. But when you influence your family and your friends to do the same, the benefits are exponential. And if we think about it, we all have that person in our circle, right? The person who says, this is the restaurant you should eat at this week. You should drink this wine. Don't drink that bourbon. They don't treat their employees well. Oh, interesting, right. Um, here's where we should go on vacation. And they don't do it in a way. They're just knowledgeable. And because you have relationships, you have shared values between you. So this person who does their homework and does the research and says to you, you know, I would go to this destination on vacation over that destination, mm-hmm. you trust them because you share values. Mm. It's the same with the brands. Interesting stuff. Kareen Winters, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Listeners, if you want to learn more about Corpsumers, go to mwwpr.com or follow them. Oh, I'm sorry, mww.com or follow them on Twitter at mww underscore pr. Listeners, if you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show Marketing Matters actually airs live on Sirius XM channel 132 every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is actually replayed Saturdays at midnight, Sundays 8 to 10 p.m. and Mondays 2 to 4 a.m. and, of course, Tuesdays 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.